Hey, quick editor's note before we get started here. Um, we accidentally got a couple of names wrong in this one uh, because reading is hard and our brains don't work so great. Um, so for every uh, for every time we say Cindy Looper, um, what we're actually meaning to say is Clara Looper. Um, I think somebody was thinking about Cindy Lauper and the Mario Brothers Super Show just happened all over the place. Anyways, it's Clara Looper. Uh, so apologies to her and her family for beefing that one. Also, the first time I say Jim Brown, I say Mike Brown. Um, it's Jim Brown. Welcome back to Supposed Up, Oklahoma's only fast food podcast. We'll put a boot in your ass. Do do the Give it up for Toby Keith, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, everybody. We are back with Symposium. It is February the 27th. I'm Jared. Old McDonald and fuckface in the morning. <laughs> All right. Let's get it in. Uh, it's been a fun week. What are you open up to? Working. Y- yelling at children. Yeah, we are off to a, a rollicking start. fucking start. I, I, I was painting spacemans. <laughs> That's what I, I. I was trying not to freeze my ass off and vaping in my car for a good chunk of the week. <laughs> Man, fuck. Uh, uh, we want to talk about uh, speaking of Warhammer. Uh, Bernie <laughs> Bernie Salamanders cleared out the Nevada hordes. <laughs> Praise be unto the emperor. Yeah, he dropped the fucking Hebrew hammer on him. <laughs> Stomp him like a golem. It's Do been it. uh, it's been real rough. It, uh, Bernie's fucking putting up W's left and right, and the libs are not okay with it. Three for three, baby. Three for three. Where I come from, when you get six thousand more votes, that's who you call the winner. Like yeah. just just straight big digging it left and right. But, but Mr. Sanders, what do you have to say about the Washington, Washington Post? Good friends of mine. Yeah, great. You mean the Washington <laughs> Bussy? <laughs> Dude, did you see there was a company that created a mascot, like a, a dog or rat or something? Cartoon. Bussy. Bussy, bussy bear. Bussy bear. Oh, I got Don't some bussy wrong, for right. you. I'll smash some bear bussy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Normally the what? bears do the bu- the bussy smashing. <laughs> what what sort of person are you that you don't at least Google something There's before you write one, it down? One Google search. At, at least with Santorum, it was done intentionally. With bussy, I mean, it's, it's it just, just kind of happens. Yeah. I mean, a few years back, there. So whenever linguists do studies to try to figure out things. Like, specifically about sound production, a lot of the times they'll just make up nonsense words they want people to say, just to yeah. see how the sounds come out. Chindle Flugmorbin. Well, this person published an entire article about their findings on the made-up word, fap. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Like, come on, y'all, just Google it. <laughs> dude, dude, come on. What does FAP mean? I see this on American forums all the time. People seem to enjoy the FAP. I want to be FAP. Tell me how I to be FAP. I refuse to believe that any grad student did not know what that word meant. Exactly. From the beginning. There'd have to. Be, how old would you have to be as a grad student to not pick that up? Playing the long con. <laughs> we got him, ladies and gentlemen. I had to keep a straight face for nine years. <laughs> Some of my professors, I could tell, were giggling, but I just sort of went on because they were native English speakers, and it is their problem. <laughs> Not mine at all. You know, that was the original premise for this show, was making up <laughs> fake or really stupid like educational topics and presenting it. That was the whole thing started as the idea for just fake TED Talks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> There's the, it, it's really turned into that regardless. Stupid morons talk bullshit. Talking about Sanders in Nevada, he swept basically every demographic group. Every like, single yeah. one. Like, like m- m- men, women, 
at everything except like the the retirement age because only rich people live into retirement. Yeah, like people over fifty five or something. Yeah, like everybody beneath that, uh, uh, Hispanic, African American, Native American, Asian American, fucking like you name middle it. to low income. Sounds yeah. like the unity candidate to me. Yeah, you're all hurting the front the front runner if you're not getting behind Sanders. You're you're electing Trump with every bad thing you post about him. Especially in the face of the the idea of the centrist Voltron that's supposed to be the real indicator. He <laughs> had more votes than two, three, and four combined. Look, they're they're going to they're they're just gonna get Pete Bootwar Biden Club and they're just gonna like come together like Devastator. You know, I came into this thing saying I don't have contempt for Elizabeth Warren. But, like, the more I see of her people, like, we watch the same media, and it's like, okay, she is patiently, calmly, and really effectively explaining bad ideas. And <laughs> I get stuck on the bad ideas part, and they're all about the way bones. that she's going about it. And her method, I can't say is wrong. If she was saying good things as opposed to crapping out of her mouth extremely eloquently uh, yes then i would be t- completely on board with her it's a lot like frank luntz just garbage language for garbage concepts like strong fucking propaganda game props well, and her her fans like the 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 ride or die warren supporters seem like some of the most joyless people i've ever seen they're also I the mean- most on twitter <laughs> yeah well like i so, a correlation like, just in the past two weeks but. like uh, just look through the Twitter history of any uh, Warren stand, and you can find the story on all of their ex-boyfriends and their dads. <laughs> <laughs> That's been one of the most amazing things to see is people just making up scenarios like if the presidential forerunners were your boyfriend from high school, Bernie would be the one that would never make you come and would never get the groceries. And it's just the weirdest shit on earth. They just have to make up brand new scenarios to be mad at. Yeah, I don't quite get it because it's like, I'm pretty sure that Bernie is the kind of guy that just wants to do like some big dick work and then get back to his woodworking. <laughs> well, and like he the, works the with wood before he woodworks. The president is not my mom, my dad, my boss, my manager. They're none of that. They're just the president. Yeah, I don't. I don't need yeah. to like. Hopefully, him. hopefully, an care. organizer in chief. I don't give a fuck if I can drink a beer with him. Call me a cup face shit stain. Erase my student debt and give me health care. Yeah, I'm, hell yeah. I'll admit <laughs> fully to being a fucking pay piggy. Do exactly that. Like you know, s- spit at my feet and and then make sure none of my students are homeless anymore. Fine deal. Yeah, that's that's a great trade off. And twice on Sundays. <laughs> early voting, early vote, early voting open today in Oklahoma. So I have now cast my vote for Bernie Sanders. It is I am, I am in this now. Tell the folks at home without Google how to early vote. Yeah. So everybody, if you go online, the Oklahoma Election Board actually has a web, a, a PDF up of the sites for every county where you can go early vote. Um, you do need to provide an ID. It's very simple. Now, be careful when you go in there. You have to fill out a form that's saying you are early voting, and the address needs to be what's on your voter registration, not necessarily your driver's license. So make sure, double-check your voter registration. You can check that with your last name and your birthday online. Yes, So because if, if you do not have the correct address on there, they will throw out your ballot. Lord knows they want to. They're salivating at the yeah. I of think it. I will actually not put a shit post in the uh, show notes this time and add links to all that. That is the yeah, answer. So get out there. It's going on today. Today's Thursday. I think they're doing it through Saturday. I don't think they're doing it Sunday and Monday. And then Tuesday the third is the actual election. Correct. They are closed on Sunday Monday, but you can go Friday and Saturday, which means I have to get this up tonight. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay well that's super useful something else we might throw in the show notes is like uh text or or call or phone banking for bernie or something oh uh we can just talk about that here yeah, that's fair um enough. the burn app uh it's it's an app called burn and it has vowels in it 
So B E R N. Um. So Bear yeah, in. they could have been. You know, it could have been like S N D R S, but no, uh, it's burn. <laughs> and you go in there and you set it up. It takes like five minutes. And then if you want to phone bank or text bank or set up canvassing for the burn man, you can do it all through there. Um, do you have like and, anxiety and you don't want to get on the phone to actually fucking talk to people? Fine, just text. They're not even real yeah. to you. And on if top you, of that, you don't even have to go anywhere. You can actually phone bank from your home. They have a website you can go to. I believe it's berniesanders.com slash call. We'll get a link to that in the description. Like from your just from your home, you can uh, dial out. They'll they'll even automatically call the numbers for you. You just have to read the script. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're afraid of your phone number getting out there, it, you can do it through a proxy, through your computer, your laptop, I think even on your phone. So don't worry about that. This is doable. We can do things that matter here. If, like, what's the last time in Oklahoma you could do something and have it have it even like make a dent on in like the national stage? Have, yeah, do something that politically mattered here besides yeah. like voting in city council elections. Yeah, everything else, like any other time that there's a national polit- uh, political anything. I remember Justin, you said one of the best terms about this ever. Uh, you said it's casting my voice into a chasm. And I was it like, is. yeah, it's just lo- just lobbing over the edge like Wiley e. Coyote, just to plummet to its death, to never having done anything. I mean, we're at a, at a really special point in history here. Uh, Gramsci talks about, you know, the uh, the preponderance of consensus, and we're actually kind of at a tipping point. Um, we're disrupting the Democratic <laughs> Party by registering more people to vote. We are uh, by embracing democracy by innovating. We have found solutions. I can't do enough like business malarkey talk right now. Yeah, well, you see, that's the, that's the big difference between the Bernie wing of the party. Well, I guess he's not actually part of the party, but you know what I mean. Yes, the left, the left and liberals, of the party is liberals are constantly coming up with solutions and can never identify the problems. The left <laughs> is great at identifying the problems and historically has not been great at coming up with solutions that they're actually able to enact. Yeah, that's true enough. Like, occasionally we're able to. Like, uh, I'm talking about in the in the U.S. It, yes, yeah. in the U.S. I was gonna say. I mean, the labor <laughs> unions back in the day, like, yeah, they sorted it out, and they were willing to get shot at by private police to do so. Yup. What was it? The Battle of Blair Mountain. Yup. Yeah, that's where the term rednecks comes from, folks. Miners on strike wearing like red bandanas. Yep. And then getting shot at getting by fucking shot at Pinkertons. by the army and the Pinkertons. Yeah, the army both. They had to dig holes to put their wives and children under the ground because they rode the train by with a Gatling gun. Yep. Some even survived. Labor wasn't always soft, and labor doesn't have to be soft now. These are people like we're talking your plumbers, your electricians. That's who we're talking about when we say labor. We're talking about the people that work at McDonald's, the people that work at the grocery store, the people that work at the dog food factory. The people that do the actual work that maintains everything and anything. The people that work at call centers, that's all labor. Every single bit of it. We're all in the same boat, which is that we're getting very rarely pissed on just because the billionaires are afraid that we might not be dehydrated. (laughs) Anyways. Oh, wow. Yeah, feeling you. Preach. Church. (laughs) Hallelujah. That's stuff to do, folks. Yeah, we got some shit to talk about. So get out there. Make some noise. Get called all kinds of cool things that you've never heard anyone <laughs> insult you with before. Do it. You've been a communist. The hardest part is not, like, honestly, if you've got anxiety about it, the genuine, like, the hardest part is starting. And then after you've, like, done the first text or first call... The hardest part is not just straight up laughing whenever people t- call you ridiculous names. <laughs> well, like it's, It takes one person telling you to fuck off to realize they don't know who I am and they don't care. They can't like, find you. It rolls off. You, you will be amazed at how easily it rolls off the shoulder. <laughs> it, is ang- it is like straight up self-therapy for anxiety. And I mean that.
Give it a shot. It's not like they're customers, right? You don't have to be nice to them because your boss will fucking fire you and take away your source of food and rent. Like, it, it just doesn't matter anything they say to you. Yeah, there's some jerk-off, and you're some jerk-off. Or... That's it. Or, you come away with a comrade. Fuck yeah, we're both voting Bernie. I love it when we can, you know, pick up comrades along the way. I will settle for them showing up in November, or, you know, next Tuesday, and checking the correct box. Okay, yeah, that's fine. I don't have to agree with them on everything. Yeah, yeah, none of us do. We just have to make sure that they show up and put the X next to the right name. Like, that's that's all this is. Just get it done. Get enough of it done. We don't need a true believer. They don't even need to be a fake believer. Or a believer, really, at all. You just need to convince them that it's worth 45 minutes of their time. That's it. It's going to piss it's, off MSNBC so much. So fucking much. I Inject that directly into my fucking veins. <laughs> Alright, so that's... I mean, it's, I'm excited. That's that is the big topic in the air, and it's going to be until November. But there are some other things to talk about. Definitely. Yeah. So local news, um, Jared. I know that you went to JB's thing. I don't know a whole lot about it. I don't know what a JB is. So JB is kind of a local hip hop legend. Um, I mean, he's got his own. He's got his own rap career. Uh, he won an Emmy for some work he actually did with an educational program. But his main thing around here is he's one of the primary operators of the Tower Theater, which, um, if you don't know the Tower Theater, it's a historical theater that now hosts a lot of uh, local events. And he's involved himself with the Cindy Looper Foundation, which is a foundation working really hard to memorialize the Oklahoma City sit-ins back during the 50s. Now, I didn't know this until recently, but the sit-in movement, which, if not the beginning of the civil rights movement, was definitely one of the first major actions of the civil rights movement, started in Oklahoma City. And one of the primary organizers of that was this woman named Cindy Looper. Here in about two weeks, a little less than that now, the Smithsonian Museum in Washington, D.C., has an open period for exhibit pitches and a whole group of the people that participated in those sit-ins as well as representatives from the Oklahoma Historical Society are going to go to Washington, D.C. and pitch an entire exhibit about the Oklahoma sit-ins and specifically Cindy Looper that got this whole thing started. Now, as that relates to JB, here on Tuesday of this week, he hosted an award show called JB Likes Food. Um, God, JB as, kicks ass. JB does. <laughs> uh, it it was a like benefit food. for that foundation to get them the money they need to travel to Washington, D.C. And it was his own personal awards. There weren't, like, voters or anything. It was just him giving awards to restaurants around the city that he feels deserve some sort of recognition. <laughs> Hell yes. And, uh, but as part of it... Um, they did this really heart-touching uh, presentation. It was a video they'd made about Cindy Looper and the work she did, and the work all those people did with the sit-ins. And they actually brought a big group of the, the actual participants from the sit-ins on stage and recognized them. Um, and one of the coolest parts was, I think uh, they, they specifically called out three guys that were in the group and had them come forward. And there was an entire group within the, the sit-in circle. They called the Commandos who were basically the protection arm just to make sure the kids weren't uh, attacked while they were doing the sit-ins. The and, muscle. Uh, yeah, and another thing I didn't realize about the sit-ins was the entire thing was uh, youths. Like, it's... I, I don't want to say that, but, like, the group they were specifically recognizing... Overwhelming they were talking youth about, Basically, they were all under 18. Like, they knew... Like, those that had jobs already knew they were in a precarious position for being black. So they were like, okay, look, we need to do this. Let's send people that don't have... They don't have jobs to lose, was basically the mindset. Yeah. People with nothing to Solid. lose. Yeah, so it was a bunch of extremely brave people between, what, like 12 and 17 that went and did this. Jesus Christ. It's and fucking rad. Around that time, televisions had just started to make their ways into the homes, and I think that was a big, that was a big part of it. 
uh, was people were seeing these images, and that's how it spread nationwide so quickly, was what used to be, you know, a, a paragraph in the local newspaper, people could see it on TV now. Like, just the sight of black boys and girls sitting at a counter in a diner. Yeah, the proliferation of national news TV, specifically in the 50s. Yeah. Normalizing so it was something a, that should have been normal in the first place, clearly. Like, it's it's getting the image out there so it's not, you know, showing the end of the fucking world, the fact that it happened. I, I presume they had some, like, incidents on TV as well while that was happening? Well, yeah, I mean, I've, we've seen the black and white videos of, I mean, people being hit with fire hoses, dogs, etc. No, like, yeah, lunch uh, counter for shit. The era, I actually them, know sir. a little bit about this. Um, there weren't really on-site reporters with video cameras mm-hmm. until later. That was more in the 60s. Yeah. Because, I mean, satellite television wasn't obviously wasn't a thing. Um, and cameras were large enough that it was not really feasible to take them on site unless you were specifically setting up for an event like the Olympics or whatever. Gotcha. Or, you know, a, a ball game. You couldn't just, like, have, you know, you didn't have your shoulder mount, hi-fi, rolling in a truck, you know? <laughs> Yeah, anything yeah, that somebody sense. thinks of a film set or like a camcorder abs- I clearly didn't exist. Guys, this is when TVs were the size of a fucking TV stand. Oh, yeah, old black and white console TVs. Yeah. I'm still nostalgic for console TVs, but also I know that they suck shit objectively. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've moved one, and I never want to do it again, so... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, a lot of good restaurants there. So, I mean, in terms of the actual, like, food show, it was fantastic. So who won? Like, who, what food won, though? Okay, well, so they, they actually had a lot of different awards. Um, Whiskey, Cake got, Whiskey Cake got Best Dessert. Uh, Red Rooster, which is a breakfast spot, got Best Entree. Yeah. There, there, were, there were several awards. Uh, who, who, let me just name who was there. So it was uh, Red, Red Rooster, Social, Aurora, Whiskey Cake, Bira Bira, and Scratch was there, but they didn't bring food. Rip. What the fuck, Scratch? Yeah, that was... Like, come on, guys. I've not Way heard of most Norman. of these at all. Whiskey cake's actually pretty legit. I know about yeah, whiskey They're expensive, cake. but they're good. Yeah, yes. they're, they're pricey, but they're tasty. Uh, Bira Bira has amazing Italian. I'm only judging based off what I had there, but, like, best food I had there, hands down. Nice. All right, yeah, I'm always for, you know, like, noodles and sauce and shit. Give me the weird skeddy. I want Jollibee spaghetti. <laughs> you and fucking Jollibee. <laughs> I've never... This, this, this fucking idiot's talked Jollibee for like the past hour. Riding day nuts. Like the bitch was a squirrel. This is not the first time I've said this today, but every fast food restaurant that isn't a Jollibee is a microaggression towards me. And I mean that. <laughs> I want a chicken joy. Chicken joy. Spaghetti. That sounds way cooler than a Happy Meal. You could just go order a uh, a hot dog with ketchup from Sonic and throw it in some Kraft mac and cheese without the cheese, and you have Jollibee spaghetti. Yeah, but then what about like a Palabak Fiesta? Uh, I mean, I I can't eat like okay, Jollibee's no. fine. The Hollow Hollow actually kicks ass. Hollow Hollow is one of the most brain broken desserts on the planet, and <laughs> hell yeah, I want one what now. The I, hell now I just is want it? one. So, Hollow Hollow is a mishmash of about ten different things. It oh, has, like, Christ. boba, ice cream, crushed ice, mm-hmm. uh, jello, <laughs> whipped cream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you look at it, and it looks like a unicorn, like, threw up in a cup. That's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a dessert with the wrong number of chromosomes. <laughs> It's got that's extra really mean. parts, but I mean that's the thing. Like, is it, it doesn't make sense. It. It's like it's not it's not any given food. It's just like wow, this is cold and delicious and made of sugar. Put it in me right now. Put like, it in my Homer face. Simpson's Homer Simpson's makeup gun with edible ammo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. You will not silence my Jolly Bee Truthism. <laughs> <laughs> See, the only like weird out of state uh, fast food place I can think of that I really enjoy is Village Inn, and it's not even necessarily fast food. We used to have those there. They kick ass. Do they still exist? Yeah, dude. Denver, uh, Colorado. All Golden over Colorado. Colorado, man. There are a fuck ton of Golden them. Golden Colorado. Yeah. yeah. That, that might be worth a trip. <laughs> it's 
Yes, Again, all we're going good. to get in Colorado is Village Inn. Let's go find an unremodeled Village Inn, like that's still all brass and glass with that nasty ass pie case, <laughs> that, like that awful orange, a cigarette uh, vending machine out front. Hell yes, a wooden Indian. <laughs> sure, I mean that we're, we're we're already all in. <laughs> a chainsaw carved bear coat holder. No, this whole thing came up because apparently <laughs> there's a. Uh, the university uh, in Norman, uh, OU, is trying to put together a new, like, multicultural student center space. And, it, you know, it's like a, a place to put offices for all of the various, you know, Korean Student Association, Nigerian Student Association, etc. And they were going to come up with new racial in. slurs to shout at your students. Oh, that's. We'll get to that. <laughs> Anyways. Students Cultural Center, yes. They're like, oh, yeah, we're going to put in a restaurant. And that restaurant's going to be a Popeye's. And I was like, that's fuck a really, yeah. really good place for a Popeye's. But also, why the fuck is it a Popeye's when it could be something <laughs> international? And th- th- since I heard that like three days ago, I haven't shut up about Jollibee. Fuck y'all. <laughs> I'll fight for Popeye's. I stand Popeye's. That shit is tasty. Campus could use a Popeye's. I'll say that. Uh, everyone can use a Popeye's. I think every food culture on the planet loves fried chicken. Yeah, absolutely. It is super hard to not like fried chicken. I I wonder if everybody came to it independently. I I want to imagine yes. Sort of like how every every culture has jokes, every culture has like a labiodental fricative in the language, and every culture has fried chicken. Oh, it's kind of funny. uh, In Korea, actually... Like, of course, they have, like, some native fried chicken, but specifically Western-style fried chicken, they call it chikin. And, like, <laughs> chikin. <laughs> chicken and beer is an entire, like, class of restaurants over there. Oh, shit. Like, if you Why say, is it not hey, here? Uh, y- you're telling me, man. Like, because I, I thought about it, and I think, it's, I think it's probably because there's very strict rules about where you can serve alcohol. In America? Uh, I mean, you can sell a beer at a restaurant as long as you got a license. Yeah, I mean, it's tempting to just try and open one, because shit, like... Because they actually call it... It's it, Chi-Mek, is what they call it. Beer chi-mek. is mech Jew, So it's Chi plus mech, Chicken and beer. So, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, you have... It's, it's if you decide you're going for chicken and beer, it's which chicken and beer restaurant are we going to? All that rules. <laughs> and like, Hell the best... Yeah. That's what I went to was called Honest Chicken. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, you went to Korea since the last time we yelled at each other. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess it, well, it has been a while. Uh, yep, I have, I have been to Korea, and it sounds like I went at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got him while the getting was good. Yeah, so, like, all the, all the people that I stayed out. with are basically have their doors locked inside. Uh, they're not going anywhere because we now have the coronavirus to deal with. Don't dead. Holy. Open inside. Yeah. Oh, and despite the fact that it started in China, Korea has actually become the epicenter because Korea has a terrible problem with right wing cults. And hey, funnily that. So do fucking we. So what's Korea's deal? Back in, I want to say, like after the Korean War, there was actually a very successful Baptist missionary project. Yes, there in was. Korea. Yes. But, like, since then, Korean Christianity has really taken on a life all of its own. Hmm. Um, and whenever I was walking around Seoul, like, uh, my, it was, I went with my girlfriend, she's Korean, and, like, she would just see certain skyscrapers and she pointed out and she'd be like, oh yeah, those ones are Christian. Because they all have names, like, they have, like, stupid names, <laughs> like, hope or love, incorporate faith, the same bullshit buzzwords. <laughs> they have their own body of them, but it's the same concept. That corporate same- faith bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, Saint they even God's have some, Memorial Hospital. They even have some throwbacks. Like, uh, whenever we were walking around the open market in Seoul, there was a guy, it was a apocalypse uh, guy walking around with the sign. And oh, it was a creature? <laughs> yeah, well, it was it was straight up the old school, the one about microchips and the number of the beast. Oh, was, shit. Rules. Yeah, I, I haven't seen the microchip one in fucking a decade. So that was yeah, kind of no cool, shit. you know, nostalgic. Uh <laughs> Right, uh, as it relates to the coronavirus, uh, one of the larger uh, cults, like this, so there have been a lot of splinter sects uh, over the past 70 years. One of them is called the Shincheonji, 
and their leader believes himself to be the second coming of Christ. And like you do. Like, yeah. Yeah, but, but fairly standard cult. Well, they've been uh, actually incredibly successful, and they do quite a bit of overseas evangelizing throughout uh, Greater Asia. Huh. And one of their larger congregations is actually in Wuhan, the site like where this thing where this supposedly started. Zero. Yeah. So um, here's oh, no. what's confirmed is despite uh, public advisories and whatnot, they were holding full congregation meetings up through the end of December, at least. And they're, they're, they're even cracked down on in China. They just do, like, underground shit. Yeah. Uh, it looks like they came back. Now, which, you know, people do weird religious shit all the time, but these guys in particular have religious accept, uh, resent, resistance to medical treatment and medical prevention measures. Ugh. Much like the anti-vaxxers here in the U.S., yeah, so of the, like, as of today, I think it's 13,000-something cases, over 9,000 of those are in Korea, and about half of those are members of the Shincheonji. Jesus Christ. Jeez. And on top of that, they've started quarantining people that uh, test positive. Uh, the group really doesn't like that, so there are these large-scale protests going on out in the, basically the main square of Seoul, these people are protesting with Korean and American flags because freedom, uh, <laughs> explicitly refusing to wear face masks. When many they, of them could be infected. They're from the groups most likely to be infected. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... They're fucking incubating and spreading. It's the Virginia Second Amendment protest, except instead of rifles, they have the coronavirus. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it's, it's a Super shit show. Cool. Uh, yeah, that sounds awful. Yeah, I have I have students I've taught that have gone back to Korea since because they graduated and shit, and now I'm uh, concerned, hard yeah, concerned. Well, like I didn't know that this is that sounds fucking apocalyptic. Do they make a hazmat uh, class three riot suit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. And uh, I think, especially here in America, we need to really start looking forward to what this could mean. Because, like, Japan right now, they just uh, decided, like, they just passed the resolution that public schools are going to shut down for 30 days. Which, like, yeah, the, the first reaction is, okay, that, that sounds like a good idea. You know, we don't want all the kids together where they can spread it. But if you don't, you don't have, ch like, think about it from the parents' point of view. They now have to arrange childcare for the next 30 days or stop working. Like, this is going to disrupt everything. Summer fucks places up here in the States, but in a work-worship culture like Japan, yeah, it's, it's just devastating. My biggest fear for the U.S. is that the U.S. is known for being incredibly brave and incredibly stupid. Just dumbest dirt. Just fucking box of rocks. It's, yeah. it's sad. We've, we've got good news and bad news about that. Just kidding, it's all bad news. Uh, there were people talking about, like, the head of the CDC, or... It's, I, don't, I don't fucking who remember... I, I don't remember who it was. Somebody in the Trump it's, administration was like, yo, yeah, we gotta make sure the market solves the problem. Okay, so that... Let me let me take that back a bit. Um, okay, yes. I, there was a private briefing to Congress um, yesterday, 226-2020. There was a little bit of people talking on the news afterwards as best they could. Um, one of the senators from Hawaii was on with Anderson Cooper. Uh, anyways, I wasn't paying a whole ton of attention to it because she didn't have a whole lot of information, but she had obviously had a very long day. Um, yes, I remember seeing her for a little bit. She looked like shit. Poor woman. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyways, point B is that uh, today there's a press conference, which is rare for the Trump administration, since they don't really do those anymore, um, where it was announced that Mike Pence would be controlling all messaging going to the public about the coronavirus going forward uh, in relation to any, like, American action plan or warnings, you know, things along those lines. Any official communications would come through Mike Pence, since he's been appointed... Uh, the guy in charge of this problem. Jared solves the Middle East. Mike Pence solves viruses. Sure. That's how it so goes. So does Bleach. Bleach, <laughs> Bleach solves Mike Pence. Anyways, point being is that uh, 
the head of the CDC has been gagged. There was an interview with, I wish I could remember his name. It's uh, Alonzo something, uh, starts with an F. Uh, he is the head of research for um, allergy and infectious disease. He openly said that he is now prevented from speaking to the public about this matter going forward. So basically, it it's the same thing as like a, you know, canary clause in the terms of service of a website or something where all he could tell you was that he's no longer allowed to tell you anything. Shit. So yeah, that's that's the world we live in right now. So that's some yeah, that's some shit. It doesn't end there. No, the no it is not. The it official response there. that's come from Nancy Pelosi is that we must work to make sure that the that once a vaccine is developed, it's affordable. Affordable. Free, affordable. And the actual manufacturer has said he can't guarantee that it will be affordable. Which why aren't we just saying no motherfucker, it's gonna be. It's gonna be free. Press gang the pharmaceutical industry. Nationalized pharmaceuticals forever. And and here in the States, like we're basically just waiting for all hell to break loose, is kind of what it feels like. Like to um, illuminate the current situation. So far, um, there is a member of U.S. Armed Forces in Korea that has tested positive for it, and a flight attendant coming off of an Air Korea flight in L.A. also tested positive. So there's an entire airplane of people that got off in L.A. that have been in the same room as somebody with coronavirus. So there were there was contact. So I mean, if if it's it's not when is it going to start? Like it it is it's here. Started. People have breathed it in in America. Yeah, I mean, it's a question of R one values at this point. Like, what do our specific geographical constrictions and concerns mean for the R one rate of this thing? I mean, the good thing, uh, I good, I guess, is one small blessings. Uh, suburbs, so far as in te- uh, infectious disease go, are as long as strict quarantine is adhered suburbs are actually naturally insulated against infectious diseases Super as long as there's no breakdown in water treatment and that's like that's the big concern is if there's a breakdown in water treatment then there could very much be big problems then because then the suburbs are their greatest strength which is that they are geographically isolated enough for, you know, person-to-person contact to not happen as you, long as people are bunkered down and don't go out to do things. You don't have to pass your sick neighbor in the hallway. Exactly. It, it becomes a... At that point, it becomes a liability, though, because you are so spread out and there's just not the centrality of care like there is in city centers. Um, I fully expect to see our... Uh, our hospital system get completely overwhelmed. Like, I think that that's going to be the biggest thing is that our, our hospital system is going to be absolutely completely overwhelmed by this. And then the, the flip side of that coin is those that don't have medical insurance are going to be very hesitant to go tested, to go get tested if they think they may have it because they will automatically essentially go broke right then and there. Well, and yeah. like, I mean, we literally, if, like, imagine you're in a situation where you've got your fast food job and you think you might have coronavirus, but you either go to work or you pay your rent. Yeah, you, you have to go to work to pay rent. So, like, literally, people are going to wind up spreading this to survive. Yep. Yeah, that's it's the going to happen incidental to the way that they have to act to continue living their lives. It's not their fault. It's like literally food and shelter are held as a, as a gun to their head. Yeah, neoliberalism forced my hand. Exactly. Like, there's there's not an option. Uh, uh, what was it? When it's time to eat a meal, I'll rob and steal, right? Biggie talking about his daughter needing to eat. Of course. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm going to feed my kids. I'm going to have a place to wake up in the morning that is dry and warm. <sighs> yeah, it's so going to be super a mess. Cool. And so we can see automatically, like, we just uh, can carry these conclusions out and see that apartment complexes, this thing is going to be disastrous for the fucking people that can handle it the least, right? It's going to be the poorer folks living in apartment complexes and who are passing each other all the time because they have to be in and out of work all the time, right? They're the ones that are using, uh, that are driving Ubers, that are doing deliveries, that are uh, going to make everybody's food and shit. 
that is they're going to all become vectors and they're going to be forced to be vectors by their bosses oh but, yeah every call center is just going to be a fucking disease ward by yeah. the end of April easily I, I, you know what I fucking hope not we all do and we're not celebrating this it's just that's what this uh, that's what this sort of like political socioeconomic system has has designed for us everybody on this show and about everybody we fucking know has had to go to work sick before when when by all rights and reasons we should have been staying home hanging out uh, smoking weed getting and just fucking playing video games and just drinking water or just staying in bed unconscious yeah. for like 19 straight yeah. hours watching horror movies while having fever dreams yeah. <laughs> it's great you should try it sometime Ugh, get fucked up on Sizzurp. watch sci-fi channel I think this one's gonna be bad like the, I say that about a lot of things market. but this one actually gives me pause and I know that Christian as well is just like um shit yeah, there's no Rene Russo, Dustin Hoffman, or Morgan Freeman that's gonna <laughs> make this one all good. The answer is we find all those cult people that won't get vaccinations, and then we vaccinate them with dot guns. That was the cast of the movie Outbreak. Uh, and that one might have been yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> no Brad Pitt from 12 Monkeys either. No one's coming up back in time. So, speaking of call centers in Oklahoma... Um, <laughs> Mike Bloomberg, uh, I know this oh is kind of a hard oh. break, but I just want to get this out before I forget. So Mike <laughs> Bloomberg, back in December, um, hired Procom out of Jersey, New Jersey, to do some call center stuff. And they're just like, they're a Convergis, they're call center mercenaries, you know, they have, it's people that like, they'll, they'll call whoever about whatever, as long as you pay him to do it. And one Whether of their call legal. centers, yeah, one of their call centers uses they prison labor. Work. At a women's prison, uh, Eddie Warrior, minimum security women's prison in Taft, USA, Oklahoma. Um, it's a city outside of Tulsa. I say city. It's it's a few blocks outside of Tulsa. <laughs> it not. It, it's a why. Okay, it's a ways outside of Tulsa. It is a few blocks that is known as Taft. <laughs> Anyways, um, point being is that uh, there were a bunch of women in prison that were making calls on behalf of the Michael Bloomberg campaign out to the out to like primary states back in December. Jesus Christ. Nobody in there's ever going to be able to vote again. Number 1. Number 2. I can't imagine anybody in there even if they could vote would ever vote for Mike Bloomberg. Number 3. What the fuck, Mike? Yeah. Well, he's already using slave labor. He's not even fucking is- president yet. Um, like the payment goes to the fucking prisons. Like it, yeah. It wasn't even yeah. up to the the workers. Exactly. Now, yeah. I mean, like the the slave labor uh, comparison. Like it's it's not an analogy. No, it is slave labor. It's mm-hmm. right there in the fourteenth, the documentary and and the amendment. Yeah, shit's fucked. So that's super great. So fuck Mike Bloomberg. While we're on the topic, fuck Mike Bloomberg. Uh. Why would anybody yeah. want to... Like, we're just going to... just I, I'm, I'm going to go off for just a little bit because something that has frustrated me for a long time about people that have keep bringing up all these fucking right-wing corporate Democrats is, uh, especially I've said this about Biden, why would I vote for a Trump with a D next to his name? What's the fucking difference? And this guy's even worse because Bloomberg, besides being a, a richer billionaire, which means he's exploited people harder and more people have died as a result of his wealth than Trump. Uh, he has 64 lawsuits rather than just 40 uh, for like sexual harassment and sexual assault and stuff. This is Mayor Stop and Frisk, and this is nothing you guys haven't heard before, but f- oh, fuck this guy. He's workout fuel. I mean, straight up, I've there are Dems on the ticket, or in the uh, in the election that I will vote for over Trump. There are some will stay home. I will vote for Trump if Bloomberg is on the Democrat ticket objectively not as awful i i actually honestly feel that bloomberg will be significantly worse like as a harm reduction measure i will vote for trump if bloomberg's on the ticket which it doesn't look it looks like he's eating shit oh yeah no he's fucking getting dumpstered (laughs) yeah he's getting owned (laughs) well i should say he's 
he's doing about as well as a lot of the others. Like he's hovering around that fifteen percent number, which for how much in for the insane amount of money he's spending is great to see. Five hundred million dollars so far. It was like four hundred and forty a little while ago, and I think it's up to an actual half a bill. I still can't believe fucking Bloomberg ads ran during the last debate, which I didn't watch it, but yeah, oh, they that did. shit was sick. They had two, and there was an Amy one as well. But, like, at least two of the fucking ads. And he bought the fucking crowd. Yo, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, they can deny that all they want. Uh, it was very... Well, but at seventeen fifty no, a ticket, like, fuck I'm, you. I am, I am 100% cynical enough to believe that. But yes. even worse, just with the pricing of the tickets, it wouldn't surprise me if those reactions were genuine and that crowd was just... The worst fucking group of people you can well, imagine. Yeah, that's what well, the, yeah. the Democrats set them that high intentionally because that gets their their fucking people with their same class interests aligned to to be a part of the crowd. Which is it was great to see Bernie talking shit like really you're booing that, like just <laughs> being pissed at the crowd. Which it's hilarious to me that like an almost identical event happened with Trump at one of the Republican debates in 2016. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, he got booed, and he's just like, it's a, I mean, he just kind of, like, turned to the camera, and he's like, folks, folks, you know who these people are? These are the donors. They're not, they're not talking to you, about you, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it was about the same shit. Oh, wow. That's gross, and I hate it. was just a Democrat. It's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Broke brain Twitter takes today. And every day, forever, because these people have binary baby brains. They can only think in terms of Democrat and Republican. They can't get outside of that dichotomy. Democracy dies in dorkness. (laughs) Not fast enough, apparently. Dude, I... Hit me with it. What you got? Growing up, like, I thought I was a nerd and a social outcast. But no, no, it turns out that I just... I was just a prick waiting to happen. Yeah, we all could have been every bit as shitheaded as these people. Y'all, yeah. I, I have a confession. I, I would say, uh, same, also, thank God. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank fucking Christ. Y'all, at, at full admission, I have been a liberal. Got over that shit real quick, fast, in a hurry. Yeah, I got real poor around 2008. <laughs> and then had to, had to have a big, long think about things. <laughs> what was it? That shit happened. There was somebody posted recently that like their their favorite story about libertarians was that one libertarian in college had done a whole bunch of fucking mushrooms and had the epiphany while incredibly high that other people had feelings and then he became a socialist from then on. I mean, sure, I'll t- whatever. I'll take it. If yeah. you could just read a few books, but I mean, if you want to do drugs, by all means, MDMA for everybody, baby. Get fucking lit. In fact, I encourage you to do drugs instead of read books. <laughs> That's, oh my god. That would probably improve the world more. I, I am confident in that. <laughs> Col- yeah. Little column A, little column B. I have to be, just as an educator. Get high and read books. That's cool. And fun. Get high and read comic books. <laughs> a- anything. <laughs> but, but most importantly, get high. <laughs> Go get fucked yeah. up. I mean, everyone should read, but goddamn, like <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing here. I'm just kind of making noise. Don't be sober with all this noise, all this all this horse shit going on. <sighs> Fuck Mike Bloomberg. There was a bright moment this week that I just want to particularly shout out. I'm a wrestling fan. Justin and Christian, do, do y'all still watch? I mean, we we were all in it big, but do y'all still watch? Once so, in a while. But I watch a I watch AEW and I catch like Ring of Honor and yes. Ring of Honor uh, is the you shit. know when I can. But uh, I haven't watched WWE stuff uh, in well, well, since a- the Saudis. AEW is exactly what I want to talk about because oh, yes. uh, so uh, Chris Jericho is one of the wrestlers that hopped from WWE over to AEW and AEW. Oh, Nyla Rose. Ni- Nyla Rose. So. AEW is kind of uh, making waves. They have the first openly transgender pro wrestler on uh, a major television production. And this past week, that's a big fucking uh, Chris first. Jericho had her on his podcast, and it was basically her explaining her entire trans journey to him. And like, just to listen to it is to hear somebody have the epiphany about 
like the the validity of trans people and how to be an ally. Like you could hear him learning as the thing goes on. Right? Hell yeah! But, oh man, that rules. Like, like anybody that has uh, discussed wrestling will know there is a interesting cross section of fans within wrestling. <laughs> There's oh a, god. And uh, he made, uh, so he, he, of course, he goes on Twitter to talk about the latest episode of the podcast, mm-hmm. and Chud's come out of the woodwork to say, why do you keep, why do you keep calling it her, blah, blah, blah. His response they only have one was, joke. Just to hear, like, a, one of the most, one of the best pro wrestlers of all time to say, quote, go study the transgender process and get back to me, Junior. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Jericho's. <laughs> Fucking A, we we must stand. I already did, yeah. but it it is imperative. Blast your now. horn! Oh, that fucking rules. Go yeah, study, just... Junior. Go home and be a family man, motherfucker. Hell yeah! <laughs> Honestly, if if we can drag people into the twenty first century by the scruff of their neck, let's fucking do it. Yeah, hundred ten percent. Fucking solidarity. With all of our NB friends, trans folks. Anyone that's ever wanted, like, robot legs has that impulse. <laughs> that's what it's about. Are you talking about, like, trans people? Yes! Yeah, there's something I... There, like, I, I don't feel like I'm in the body I belong in. Yeah, it exactly. is incorrect. My body is not what I want it to be. Working out is like that. And that's, you know, pushing your meat to the limit. Sometimes you get surgery, like a cochlear implant, because the things that you were born with just don't work or are wrong. If you have a pacemaker, glasses, hearing aids, you get to shut the fuck up if you have a shitty opinion about trans folks. Braces. Braces. <laughs> Damn. Do you use band-aids? Do you wear clothes? Have shut you your ever goddamn used mouth. a condom? Probably not. <laughs> but your parents should have. <laughs> speaking <laughs> of speaking of uh, condoms, I'll have, look, oh, I, I'll have to look up the, that podcast. I don't normally listen to Jericho's podcast, but man, that sounds good. Yeah, that sounds like cool yeah. conversion. You, you got us. Yeah. Uh, coming back to local news. Uh, last I heard, apparently there's a deal in the works where. Oklahoma 7-Eleven is selling to actual 7-Eleven. Yes, that is confirmed. Uh, so we're, we're actually going to get Slurpees. We will uh, we will be able to participate and bring your own cup day because <laughs> fuck you know I want to fill a goddamn football helmet full of slushy. Hell yeah. Yeah, once again, fuck you Mike Bloomberg. Freedom, bitch. Blow it out your ass. <laughs> Blow it out your ass. <laughs> Damn. That's a lot yeah, of sugar. Um, Mike Brown is... Uh, He's the 7-Eleven guy uh, from Oklahoma City since 1953. Uh, he is selling to greater corporate. You'd be surprised uh, how big a company 7-Eleven is here in Oklahoma City because it was its own distribution network. Like, it ran its own, like, industrial bakeries. Perfectly um, vertically aligned. Management infrastructure. And there are people that I personally know that are actually going to be impacted about this. You know, like, I, I know a 7-Eleven store manager and a couple of 7-Eleven store clerks and people that are in an admin for those bakeries and are drivers for those bakeries. Holy shit. That are actually kind of concerned right now because they're not sure exactly what's going to happen regarding, like, their... Their pay, their, their own, hours, the existence yeah, of pay, their own their position. their hours, their infrastructure, like, all that. It's it's big question marks. I assume, Yeah, I assume corporate has contracts with existing food distributors, so, like, I, yeah. I, yeah, I would love to Just see that agreement. See, participation. Like, did, did, these, did all these uh, ancillary businesses just lose, like, one of their primary contracts? Well, in the case of, like, their bakery, their only contract, oh. because that bakery, like, Oh, so it was proprietary. Like, it was okay, the yeah, 7-Eleven so bakery. Yeah, they you know, built they the entire thing around doing exactly that. It's at 7-Eleven at 3.30 in the morning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 7-Eleven. I did huh. not know that. Yeah. Well, now we know. Like, I would love to get in, trust, in touch with some guys that I knew back at... Uh, so, <laughs> this dude's house that we used to... He had a Wii and the new Smash Brothers in 2008, and you could smoke in his house. Because his brother and him didn't <laughs> give a shit. So we used to hang out over there 
and smoke cigarettes. You just, just smoke whatever. And play the shit out of Smash Brothers. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he was a... Uh, I'm role-playing his whole a family, snake. His whole family is 7-Eleven. Like, his mom, his cousins, him and his brother, like, his sister, you name it. They were all in the 7-Eleven milieu. Oh, wow. And I really would like to talk to him and see see if he can give me some like, insight as to what the fuck is going on over there. Oklahoma 7-Eleven has vertically integrated entire families for generations. My wife's best friend is a store manager on South Penn. God damn. Yeah, she has a fucking store. And I know that she's been real worried because it's looking like her pay is going to get cut substantially. That, but she also what? doesn't know what all the fallout's going to be. Pay cuts when going to national seems shitty and miserable. And I guess I'm too optimistic because I'm like, oh, hey, they're going to be taking over from national. So they'll, maybe they'll adjust their uh, uh, their pay upwards. Jim Brown was not well, I'm, presumably still is an asshole, but... He pays his people real well. Huh. Fuck me. Okay, so for reference, right? 7-Eleven, blah, blah, blah. Everyone knows what the fuck 7-Eleven is. Um, 7-Eleven here in Oklahoma City, like, starting pay for a clerk, right? The lowest of the low was like thirteen forty an hour. Yeah, it was insane. I thought about doing that, man. Like, after, after 2008 and everything was going to shit... It was. Yeah, and I believe. I believe. Like they. Like they schedule higher salaries for people that work weekends. Yeah, and people that work overnight. If if yeah, you overnight, work you overnight on a weekend, stacks. like you typically don't get that get that shift. Like just coming in off the street, but like you could be working that inside of six months, and it pays sixteen bucks an hour. I know people in QA that make less than that. I made less than that as a software development intern. <laughs> So well, it's Jesus like it's, it's pretty good. If you, if you I mean that's like uh, so software development is a grossly inflated sector, but yeah. But I mean, point being is that working at Seven Eleven, in at least in Oklahoma City, was a real good job money wise. Like that's what it comes down to because you were always getting your forty five hours, and yeah, the hours probably sucked, and the job's hard, and there's a lot of shit you have to keep track of, but it's real good money. Like, that's better than the call center's pay for most of them. That's better than, like, damn near all the software shit we have. Restaurants typically pay, like, eight bucks an hour here, eight and a quarter, maybe. Yeah, you're making a whole bunch, like, by whole-ass dollars. Sometimes, easily double. Yeah. And you know what? Now that you mention it, I think about, like, the restaurants I frequent, and it's basically a rotating cast of who works there. But the 7-Eleven I've been going to for years, most of the staff is the same. Yep. The same some bitches keep that job, just snag onto it because it's yeah, it's it's, food it's a on the good table job. Over your head. Yeah, I hate that uncertainty, and I I hope it stays that way. Yeah. Well, let's uh let's keep tabs on this one, and we 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 should definitely follow up on this to see what happens because yeah, this is going to affect. This is a lot of jobs in the Oklahoma City metro area. It really is because Seven Eleven is like the the lion's share of convenience stores here in Oklahoma City. Boys, Costco still doesn't carry ranch if you order something from their cafe. Motherfuckers don't know what's going on in Oklahoma. That's a good thing. <laughs> I don't see how this is a problem. <laughs> need it's, They gave me a quarter of a pizza for a buck and a half, man. I need ranch for the crust. Yeah. Which, apparently, the, the new Costco's going in on 19th Street and more. And if you've ever dealt with that intersection, it, it's Fuck. a shit show now. That is about to become... A complete fuck hell. <laughs> <laughs> Die hell Words fuck. Words fail. <laughs> like, I, I can't describe how much I'm not looking forward to that. It's even gonna fuck <laughs> up the highway exit. Yeah, if you're going to the Warren, for the love of God, take 4th Street. Do not go to 19th yeah, all Street. all the time. Head up sooner. D whatever. Don't go Anything on Anything but 19th. Don't Yeah. Don't get off on Jesus. 19th Street at all. <laughs> It sucks so, so much shit. So yeah, this is this has been local traffic, Chad. <laughs> that <laughs> this, is going to be a fucking nightmare intersection, though. You're right. Thing is, I'm anticipating, like, especially I-35. Whenever I go from Norman OKC, th that entire right-hand lane is just going to be a like two-mile-long column of people oh, trying it's to be get a parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> On Saturdays, the first Saturday of the month, it's going to go all the way back to flood. I swear to God, the Highway 77 exit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oof. Oh, yeah. Every professor at OU wants some fucking Kirkland's best peanut butter stuffed pretzels and some shit. <laughs> and dad jeans. 
Costco is not going to be able to make up the enormous changes coming to 7-Eleven jobs. Though Costco jobs are good. I mean, yeah, yeah there's just... There, it doesn't matter how many people Costco hires. Like, if if 7-Eleven cuts staff by a third, that's, like, easily 750 good jobs gone. Shit. Like, that place, like, with their admin and stuff, employs over 7,000 people here in Oklahoma City. It's it's bonkers. Like, it, I, I can't overstate... I'll fix this. I can't yeah. overstate just <laughs> how... Me how many people this is going to impact like and the knock-ons of childcare and families that rely on that income everything else that comes with it like it's going to be a big fucking deal we're going to see a big uh, homeless growth thing uh, like shelters and donation places are already basically fucking stretched past the maximum they're already full as hell the, the every single day downtown the uh, the city outreach mission is just borked with people at all hours so that's super cool uh, I don't know where to go from here, except to say that in other news, after years of people telling me to do it, hard gear change, I finally watched the Eva. Oh, did you watch the whole thing? I watched the whole fucking thing, including the movie. Isn't that a cool <laughs> show? Uh, man. I want to get into this right now. <laughs> no, we don't have to. <laughs> no, we'll do the one about Eva. Yeah, yeah we'll okay. do the one about Eva. Uh, before wisdom. we get out of here, I do want to say one more thing about the election. Mm -hmm. um, if you're trying to get people out to vote in all counties in Oklahoma, there is a ballot measure on there along with the primary of whether or not they should allow liquor sales on Sundays. So if, if you're, if you need to sweeten the pot a bit to get people to go out and vote, let them know they could get their hoot on Sundays. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Sunday whiskey. Join. Let's finish joining the modern world, please. <laughs> We're not going to have drivable trucks or like driverless trucks until after every people have like flying cars at this fucking rate. <laughs> Man, imagine the first robot arrested for drunk driving. <laughs> <laughs> Please, officer, it's uh, Sunday. <laughs> it's just Bonzi, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh. I play games. I drive tipsy. I'm not drunk, I'm just coding PHP. <laughs> oh, damn it. We don't have much of an upper. Um, yeah, so I guess the takeaway from this, like, if we had to summarize, yo, take care of yourself. Coronavirus in town. Phone yep. bank for Bernie. You can do that from home. Uh, you should probably buy some bottled water and don't break it open until you know for certain that you need to. Get plenty Get of frozen face and canned mask now. food. Get face mat, yeah, N95. Go get them now. Yeah, get uh, get a rifle and read Lennon. Also get yeah, food. that too. All right, folks, that'll do it for us this week. To no, Cindy Looper, to Cindy Looper and JB. To Cindy Looper. Hey, let's 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 go out on some JB. Enough. 
If a nigga lie for you, he'll lie to you Never lose sleep on how somebody do you Argue who's the best while we still debating Your favorite rapper probably overrated If it ain't pocket Scarface, I won't play it If you ain't got the bread, a DJ won't play it Stay independent, don't trust labels I only trust but put food on the dinner table You should always have a job if your body able Balance yourself, how you weigh your neighbors It ain't much I'm impressed with I always see my name on the guest list Last week we had a wreck and we almost died Didn't make it to sound set, what's the downside? Got a text from Sadiq to make sure I'm straight I only play next year, I get a chance to play They say JB, we want some new music I told them free BAM and buy Black Future Got a text from Ray Westbrook the other day Said keep pushing, let these niggas hate I guess my parents is noticing and if I appear to notice them, I could pierce the hearts and dispose of them. Peering through the hearts when I open them. You ain't an OG, you just OG. I still quote scriptures like the old me. I'm sick of people fronting like they know me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.